a Shadow Wrestling episode 42. And away we go. I be busting freestyles and stone cold stunting and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, Undertaker Kane. Sit in the fire or get cooled like Roman Brain. Give this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus jack. It's Patty Yag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk that WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. Coming to you live to tape from Omega Studios. It's a shot of wrestling. I'm your host, Michael J. Putty. And joining me each and every week is the man whose intro I lost, yet he's still recorded anyway. Abel Greenman Villamar. What is up, my friends? What is up? Can you wait five extra minutes? I, remember <laughs> I could if I wanted to. And I'm so pissed. And we need to get the show on the road. Because yeah, I gotta... like an hour ago. <laughs> but someone was a little late. And I forgot. Lana... And Maurice last week. I'm so pissed. I am so sorry, my friend. It sucks to be you. You know who it doesn't suck to be? Um, Earl and the Boys of Homer. That's right. And guess who we got in the studio today, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, it is Irwin. The voice. Escobar. You know, I love that rolling R. That was that was good. Thank you. And because I'm a Spanish... You know, ever, ever since I took over the show, the R's <laughs> roll really well. Right. And since you're the Spanish-speaking table, I would imagine it's only a matter of time before one of us crashes through your table. <laughs> Ruins it. Makes that would have been a great way to introduce me, by the right. way. Right. <laughs> you know, make you do the show standing up. Uh, Erwin, no offense. I don't really care how you are. How's, how's Jimmy Stewart doing? Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Stewart is doing fine, Mike. I'm glad you asked. Uh, I've been under the ground for the last few years now, but every now and then I like to go above and get some fresh air. I, I missed that. It's been a while. I'm working on a presentation myself. I want you to hear it. Owen Wilson. Wow. It's like, 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 wow. <laughs> every, every time I see Owen and Wilson impersonation, it's all they do. Part of the, part of the success, part of, part of the method of having a success to a, per, to a perfect impersonation, Michael, is you got to get the guy's cadence down. Once you get his cadence down, you'll be all right. Awesome. Great! Wow. Thanks, Jimmy. I, I feel a little bit left out. Like, who could I be now? It's hard, but yeah. that's only an impersonation of an impersonation. Like, mm. like that Jimmy Stewart that I just did is just <laughs> me, me just impersonating Jim Carrey's Jimmy Stewart. Oh. <laughs> but I don't care. I'll do it anyway, as long as it gets laughs. <laughs> I just gotta make it. I just gotta make it inappropriate. Like, yeah, you know, one day I went down and I stuck my dick in a glory hole and oh. <laughs> 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 you know, it's so be, inappropriate. Right, it's got to be weird. So inappropriate. You know, I, think that's the, I think that's the way to go. Wow, really stretching out this intro. Right. While we're speaking of stretching, let's get into words of wrestling, Michael. Stretching. The act of causing physical harm to prospective professional wrestlers, usually by the means of submission holds. In the kayfabe, the severe, the severe, the dual purpose of protecting the wrestling business from accusations of being fake and insinuating. And a never and newer members that locked what? Yeah, you lost me on that definition, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude. This is it, it started off really well. I, I didn't write maybe, this. Maybe, that's why. Maybe you meant in the kayfabe period. You know, back when people really believed in kayfabe. The professional wrestler trainer notable for stretching his recruits was Stu Hart in the mm. infamous Hart Dungeon. Other wrestlers in various territories who were used to test out potential newcomers were Danny Hodge, 
Bob Roop, and Dr. Death Steve Williams. Now that you know what the meaning of the word, you play along with this week's drinking game and take a shot every time we say the word stretching. I don't think we know the meaning of the word yet. Yeah, you, you actually, did, you actually yeah, didn't yeah, write it down in your intro. It just... You know, Shitty well, work. stretching apparently is um, when wrestlers are working uh, a newcomer, kind of like hazing him a little bit. Breaking him in. Breaking him, exactly. So why so, write that in your intro? So they're stretching him out, so to say. down. Settle down, man. You know? Damn. I was getting on my case. Now he doesn't like it when he rolls through first, does he? It's what happens, you know. I'm, I'm here to make sure that things go right. And and uh, Erwin looked confused. He had a confused look on his face. I was confused where I was sitting. It didn't make no sense. And you saw his face. You know, the reason we do words of wrestling is because we want people to learn. We want people to learn. And that's what we're here to do. Also, very quickly, I would like to say I'm shocked. Michael, you you forgot the unforgettable Lana and uh, Maurice. got the other girl, Tam Maurice. We were doing a top three last week, the new updated top three, and uh, I just totally forgot them. You know, that was out of last week's show from the people who listened, who approached me. That was the main thing everybody got. Of course. Because that's, that's interactive. People were texting me. They were like, oh, by the way, I like I either liked your, your new people or they would send me people that they would have chosen. Um, our friend Daniel Farmer, friend to the show, he, he noted that uh, he would have chosen Tori Wilson. Is that uh, who was on the current roster? I know. That's what I said. Uh-huh. She's on the current Lita. Of course. And... I'm surprised we didn't choose Lita because Lita is still technically part of the current roster that she's announcing. Yeah, that's not, it doesn't count. Yeah, not on the roster. She didn't announce her. I can't remember if it was Sasha Banks or Charlotte. One of those two. Charlotte's fine. Yeah, but you were listening into last week. So what we did last week was we we redid our top three top divas of all time with just the current roster because. Previously, we've done it in the past. You got to keep it current. Yeah. So, who would you have picked currently? Currently, um, top three divas. Now, are we talking about looks? Are we talking about like what are we talking about here? Whatever you want, boss. The ones All you're right. hot for. I'm sorry. The ones you fancy. I, I'm gonna have to go with the ones I fancy. Um, Naomi. Okay. Of course. Should have known. I could have put money on that one. That was gonna. That was Mike's number three last week. Yeah. Nice. Um. Now that Becky Lynch has an ass, Becky Lynch. Wow. Where did she get okay. that? Ass? I don't know where she got it, but she had an ass on SmackDown, Report and I'm in favor of Mama. <laughs> and um, my third one right now is uh, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. Yeah. Wow. Alexa Bliss. I mean, I sh- I, that was my third. Alexa Bliss was my number three. She's got some face. She's a beautiful she's beautiful. Woman. And yeah. she's able to fly around the ring, too. Very athletic. And I would also like to say I'm proud of myself that I picked three <laughs> divas that actually have skill in the ring. Because those three divas, you know, they do go nuts in the ring. Not proud that they're all SmackDown. Uh... I was just going to say, my boy doesn't watch no Raw. Nope. You don't know no Raw divas? No, I'm, not, I mean, I'm not really in favor of the Raw divas. I think it's a little too top-heavy, but... I prefer those divas to the. Was that supposed to be a Charlotte? Speaking joke? of Charlotte, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Um, I prefer. I guess I prefer the SmackDown divas, the ones that I mentioned, to the Raw divas because I don't know. I feel like the Raw divas, you know, outside of those two, are kind of boring. And outside of Charlotte and uh, Sasha Banks, it's like, you know, they don't really. You know what I'm saying? Like. It, like I look at Naomi, like Naomi's flying around in there. She's yeah. doing, she's doing she's doing work. She doing work crazy shit with her ass. She's got a better entrance than everybody. So yeah, I'm, I'm I prefer the the girls that I mentioned. Yeah. Uh, do Mary kill? Gotta 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 ask that question. Go I mean, ahead. F Mary kill. I mean, I wouldn't want to kill any of them. I mean, those girls are too beautiful to be killed. But yeah, kind of have to. <laughs> um, oh man, 
That's guess. what makes it challenging. Well, I would marry Naomi. You know, black women can cook. When I ask like that, she's blind. Married too. Yeah, marry Naomi. Wifey material. Um, you're gonna yoke her was... up with her cooking. <laughs> yeah, I'm already green. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and I guess uh, I, I would f. Uh, I guess I would f Alexa Bliss, and I'd kill. It's uh, a good Becky choice. Lynch. I hate to kill oh. a bitch though, man. She's too nice. I don't want to kill you. Yeah. Do you like her voice? Or is it was the voice not working for you? She's not as funny as the other two, so I guess I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Becky. I don't know if Naomi's funny, but I mean, I just feel like she's got more talent. Like Naomi tried delivering some punchlines on that SmackDown episode, and it wasn't working. I'm mean, not Naomi. Um, Becky. Becky. Becky Lynch was trying to you know goof on uh, Alexa Bliss, and it wasn't working. You, know, you got to go. If you ain't humorous, you out of here. Well, you're already getting into a little SmackDown and Raw Cheers and Heels. So before we get that out of the way, let's get the news out of the way. Because um, there apparently was a lot to go over this week. Not that much. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Yes. Now we're back to Shots of Wrestling in the news. You boys like my maniacs. It is Borat. Borat is in here. Yes. I'm always in favor of Borat. <laughs> and I will find her and do a sexy time explosion all over her chest. All the time. All the time. 205 Live debuted this week, boys. Okay, I don't think I can keep it up. <laughs> but there was a lot of news. Um, and 205 did debut. Uh... And it made its debut following SmackDown Live. Now, security had to quickly relocate fans in order to make the arena look full when fans started leaving early. Now, this was a concern going into the show, so the WWE may have to move the show before SmackDown. What is called 205 Dead? <laughs> oh. In other news. WWE will cease to record and broadcast WWE superstars. Nice one, Mike. (laughs) 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 WWE feels that by replacing superstars with 205 Live, it will add greater value to the WWE network, especially the Cruiserweight division, which 205 Live will be based upon, is a must-see action at the moment. I guess they didn't get that memo. I was pretty curious because when I was watching the 205 live show, I was like, "Oh, so you were the one?" This literally what could have been superstars. Yeah, like, why couldn't it be? Main event, which had been taped on Tuesdays, will now be taped prior to Raw. Superstars originally launched back in 1980 and was a forerunner for Monday Night Raw in 1993. The show was used to further storylines and new directions before becoming a magazine-style show. The move to the USA Network back in the mid '90s. That's the one I, we all remember, I believe. Yeah. Can I say something very quickly about Superstars? Oh, please. I don't know one kid that didn't watch that show. Yeah. Every every it was catered to the kids. Every yeah. kid I knew, including and me too, watched Superstars. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. On um, Fox Five on Saturday morning. Ab- right? Saturday morning. and and I don't know which one was the next day on Sundays, but I watched both. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was Superstars uh, made, uh, Wrestling Challenge. Uh, the show continued to air until 2001, where it ended its original run on TNN. TNN. That's right. The show's current incarnation was launched for WGN America on in April 2009 and was broadcast 
on international syndication. The show was moved to the dot com in 2011 mm-hmm. before its final move in 2014 to the network. Rest in peace, superstars. You know right. what made it? They'll bring back a Sunday Night Heat. Because there's not enough wrestling going on nowadays, yeah. boys. Not enough. <laughs> Another news. All right. Well, on Monday night's edition of Raw, during an interview with Michael Cole, Scruffy Paul Heyman made an that announcement. Was that was your intro. Damn. That, what was it? <laughs> you want to save it for next time? I mean, you interrupted my news segment here, so you might as well let it um, out. It was the man who shed a tear with Paul Heyman because it's still rid of him. Damn it. Damn. That's, that's creative. Thanks. Um, but Scruffy Paul Heyman made an announcement Knows that, that right? yeah. Brock Lesnar will participate in the 2017 Royal Rumble match. Now, boys, two months out, or two months, yeah, two months out of Royal Rumble, we have two participants. We have Lesnar and Goldberg. Let's not, not build around these two. It's not the Goldberg Lesnar three. Please don't build around those two. Jesus. You guys have any money that one of these two will win the Royal Rumble? No. Or do you think they're going to fight each other out and eliminate each other to build the match for us? And That's what I think will happen. I, like, hope I so. like your second theory. Let's don't so. don't kill the Royal Rumble by letting one of those fucking goofballs win it. There was a couple Please. years ago, there was a feud in the Rumble, and these two guys were fighting each other. Some guy would come in, they would eliminate that guy, and these two guys would fight for a while. The next guy would come in, they would eliminate him, and hope that's not what we're, we're going to get. Hope it's not them eliminating everybody and just these two guys for the next hour and a half. Oh, God. Well, you know who's being built as the, the big monster this Royal Rumble season is Braun Strowman. He's going to be the one that's going to be throwing people left and right until Kane comes in and reminds them that he used to hold the record used for the to, most yeah. Royal Rumble eliminations. I think, you know, I think this is, ever since watching like Royal Rumble with Abel at uh, John's house, I feel this is why I love watching Royal Rumble with you guys because I now realize... You know, Royal Rumble is, you know, it illustrates, it clearly illustrates the politics and the business of the WWE. Like, you see, you know, everything that's going on backstage and behind scenes and in the script and the writer's meeting, you just see, you just see presented to you and illustrated in just one fucking melee, you know, and it completely makes sense. And and what you just said about, you know, Braun Strowman being the strong guy, he's going to be throwing everybody out. That absolutely is going to happen, man. Love it. I love it. You know, they, they were building Survivor Series as um, fantasy warfare come to life, right? Yep. Royal Rumble, I think for us in this group, is fantasy booking come to life. Because we start yelling out of nowhere who we think <laughs> that's going to come out. <laughs> and when we're right, it's like fantasy booking right. come to life. Like, yeah. yes, I got it. Yeah. I've said Kane like eight times yeah. and it finally came true. Yeah. And, and remember like last year when Roman Reigns got knocked out, like a bunch of us like got up and started cheering. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I personally was like, yes, yes, yes. You know, I loved it. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. In other news? Speaking of the Royal Rumble, as we reported last week, there are talks of AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. It's not been confirmed by anybody, but obviously... Either way, it would be a good match. Boy, there, he won't stay home, huh? Right. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus Undertaker. Make that money. Um, apparently, there's a good chance it could happen at the Rumble due to a video posted in which AJ Styles was doing some work for WWE in Spain. When he was asked about the potential dream match, he said, Is it a dream match? It is a dream match for the WWE Universe. And if they want it, I say we give it to them. 
So that's cool. I say keep dreaming. I mean, I don't know if I, if we'll take I dream about of, the Undertaker anymore. He's running out of dream matches. His time has so. come and gone. I think uh, ever since, I would say the last, the Hell in the Cell match with Triple H, that was probably the last time I really got excited for a, for an Undertaker match. Mr. CM Punk fan what didn't care about the CM Punk match? No, no. I wasn't wasn't that big on it. Wasn't big on the Wyatt. And I really thought I wanted to get big on Wyatt versus Taker. I didn't get really big on it, but... Well, now he's back. WrestleMania's not his legacy. He's back, so hopefully... Uh, maybe he gets fifth win. Let's see what happens. Well, wow. Hell in the news. Sin Carra. I'm telling you, ever since I took over, the R's sound so much better. My R's, my R's suck then? Is the latest superstar to express his unhappiness with the WWE. When he left, he was left off the WWE Mexico tour poster. He tweeted, Cuando ni siquiera puede estar en el cartel de especulo en mi país. Another wrestler unhappy is Cesaro when he left when he was left off the WWE Switzerland tour poster tweeting when you can't even make it onto the poster for your show in your home country pretty much is the translation to what Sin Cara said hashtag two swish hashtag two tears in a bucket thank you (laughs) in Uh, other news Erwin do you agree with that or do you think it's a poster they're making a big deal about this no, I don't think they're making a big deal out of it at all. I think they have very legitimate gripes, but that's the business, man. Linda McMahon flew into New York City to meet with President-elect Donald Trump. Oh, wow. We reported earlier in a previous episode that she was on the list for Secretary of Commerce. Well, even though Trump had picked someone to fill that position, there may be another cabinet position for Linda to fill, perhaps... I feel like uh, the voice's face is... I can't read it right now. I don't know if he's intrigued by this news. He's... Um, Defeated. De- de- okay, that, that's the face. Okay. I didn't understand. Believe. Confused. Yeah, the man commented on the meaning saying, and I quote, The meaning went great anytime the president-elect of the United States asked you to come into for a conversation. You're, gonna, you're happy to do that. Talk about business entrepreneurs and creating jobs we had a really good conversation one asked if she had been offered a position within the trump administration she said stay tuned and bt dubs linda and vince combined donated six million towards his campaign wow a lot of uh, millions there well if she couldn't get nominated into senate i guess she could buy her way in you know yeah I'll stay tuned is curious i don't know what other cabinet positions i mean there's like hundreds of them but hold on one second what what One of the best songs, right, Irwin? Heard. "Glorious" by Bobby Roode. One of your favorite theme songs. Me? Yeah. No, I think that song sucks. <laughs> That's why I had to turn it up. You know, every for the past three weeks, we've been playing up this song, <laughs> and every time we hear it, we love it. I know. And ev- after every time we hear it, Michael always says, "Damn, I still don't know why Irwin doesn't like this song." I know. Like when you guys originally. Uh what event? What what event did it uh, come out at originally? NXT, uh, NXT. right before SummerSlam. Yep, I know you guys were you guys were really really into it, and I was listening to the song, and I just didn't get it. Man. I, 
what is it? The the guitar riffs, the the word glorious. The choir. I think that the choir. The choir turned me off. Like whenever it's like choir never anybody off. It's like a white woman choir. And like how you can have a choir that's not one black chick. There's a lot of black chicks during NXT. Um, whenever last intro was NXT Takeover in the choir. Yeah. Okay. Then I stand corrected. Um, I was just always curious. We, we finally have you on the show, so we actually could I can't ask put a, you, you know? I can't put a button. I, I would have to listen to the song again, and I, and I don't have headphones. I don't want headphones. I guess I can listen <laughs> to it later, and I'll write down some notes. But I'm just not – I think uh, the, chorus, the chorus is a little too repetitive. I'm not into the hook very much. Yeah, uh, that's all it is. It's just those four lines over and over again. That's, that's uh, it. It's, that's a, it's too a repetitive nature. You know, there are some repetitive songs out there that do turn me off eventually, like uh, Take Me Out by Franz Ferdinand. You know, the first time mm-hmm. I heard it, I was blown away. But after the fourth or fifth time, I was like, all right, wait a minute. These motherfuckers just keep saying the same words over and over again. Um, so the repetitive nature of the song, I would think, probably turns me off as well. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks for the analysis. Music theory with the voice. <laughs> well, like we're not talking about the Elimination Chamber until just now. So while talking about the Elimination Chamber... Talking Stick Resort Arena announced Horrible on its Arena Twitter Horrible. account. Horrible name for an arena. Yeah. Slick. Uh, Tuesday night that the Elimination Chamber is returning to the WWE and downtown Phoenix. The Elimination Chamber was once a once-in-a-year pay-per-view event from 2010 to 2014. Uh, no date or uh, ticket sales. Have been announced just of yet, but I'm sure our friend uh, Slick Dick Williams, I'm pretty sure, is right on top of that because he's like going to every event. Uh, but those details will be coming soon. Uh, also, no word on whether Raw or SmackDown will be featured as heads of this event. Let's go SmackDown on that one. Maybe may they could fight over it at Royal Rumble, like the winner, like the do a match, and whoever wins that match wins Elimination Chamber. No, I think you're. It's too much. Things are going to go back though. In other news, Cody Rhodes became the Global Force Wrestling Next Gen Champion by defeating Sonjay Dutt at WrestleCade Showcase of Champions in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Cody then spoke to the crowd after his win and then shared some advice his father had given him. He says, "And I quote: Sometimes the title makes the man, and other times the man makes the title." In all the news. Well, uh, speaking of Cody Rhodes, in a recent interview, he talks about the Stardust character. Hmm. Voice, That's were you, interesting. Were you, were you a fan of Stardust? <laughs> y- y- yes and no. I think I really got into Stardust when he had that feud with Stephen Amel, the Green Arrow. Oh, yeah. That's when, I really, that's when I really got into yeah. it. And then they did the whole like comic book yeah. coming to life. That was good. World. Yeah, I thought that was very creative. <laughs> yeah. Whoever had a hold of that. Well, since you're interested, let me tell you what happened. He says, I felt like the biggest jabroni ever. Yeah. I wasn't Stardust. I know people will say, do what do what they tell you to do. It's wrestling. Mm. That's not who I am. I'm the one out there in the ring. I know there are bosses and people who oversee it, but I'm the one out there doing it. I want to do I want to at least do something that feels like me. Stardust didn't feel like me anymore. It was fun because it was a total departure from what I was doing, but it wasn't me anymore. He goes on to talk about Ring of Honor and saying that I'm now going to places that are just freaking magical, like Ring of Honor Final Battle, which is coming up this weekend. 
Final Battle, I'm Not Lying, is bigger than what WrestleMania was to me. Maybe because I'm out there in my own skin. Maybe it's because I have cultivated my own brand now. And maybe it's because the best revenge in the world is success. There you go. Maybe I want to prove the naysayers and the WWE wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, that's cool that he would say that. Because, let's face the facts, I mean, he was jobbing a ton. Yeah. A ton. I mean, and no reason to. I mean, he... I feel like he was one of those superstars who every time was given a crappy gimmick, but he made the best of it. Like, he made having a mustache, yep. like, get over. Like, mustache t-shirts, like, it was all about his mustache. He made having a face mask because he wanted to protect his face because that was the moneymaker back in the day. Like, that got over. Like, the smallest detail, he just exploded. And for the WWE not to recognize that as star power and turn it into yep. star dust... Uh, it just didn't make sense to me. I suppose it does make sense in 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 the aspect that you know that it's just politics. You know, they got mm-hmm. guys that they like, and they they got guys that they don't give a shit about, man. Yeah. And the ones that they don't give shit, they then the ones that they don't give a crap about, they just make them eat a hot steaming bowl of shit. Yeah. In other news, big news out of Hollywood this week, as Variety announced that John Cena. We're starring as the lead actor, not a cameo, wow. not a side piece, the lead what? actor the in lead. a new film called The Pact. Oh, with uh... the new film will be a comedy about three parents who learned their daughters made a pact to lose their virginities on Prime Night and try to interfere. It will be produced, I know Erwin's wondering, by Point Grey Pictures, which is a Shadow Wrestling production? Seth Rogen's no. production company. Oh, okay. Variety also reports that Cena's co-stars will be the beautiful and lovely Leslie Mann and the equally beautiful Ike Barinholtz. <laughs> Ike Barinholtz is a talent. <laughs> I don't know Leslie Mann, though. I need to look her up. She was from This Is 40, um, Judd Apatow's wife. Okay. Uh, no, up, tell me if she's hot. Yeah, if she's hot. Hot or not. Uh, interesting note on WWE announcers. They were all instructed to call the Brock Lesnar versus Goldberg Survivor Series match like a fight to make it feel different from every other match on the card. The WWE (laughs) feels their viewers are familiar enough with the UFC product to know that that fights can end quickly and explosively that they won't feel dissatisfied with the outcome of the match. I was not dissatisfied. It was a great, great outcome. Are you familiar with the ending of the Lesnar Goldberg match, voice? Yes, I'm familiar with the ending of the Lesnar Goldberg match. Lack of a ending or a lack of a match. I mean, I understand what Mike is saying. <laughs> you know, Michael J. Putty here is being sarcastic when he says that uh, you know he what, what that he enjoyed the ending that you know he was in favor of it. But I think it's uh, as no. a fan, do you feel robbed? I mean, I kind of agree with Mike. It's like I, I didn't want to see those two anyway because, <laughs> you know, the, you know. I guess if you were going to put those two, that's the way it should be because they're too boring as fuck wrestlers. Now, if you didn't tune in last week, Michael J. Putty noted that he enjoyed the match yeah. because, like you said, he did not want to see either <laughs> either competitor in this show at all. So the fact that it was he saw it in a blink of an eye was probably the best thing coming. Right, just keep it moving, you know. So I, I'm, I'm I kind of, I kind of agree with Michael on that. That's a shame because a lot of money is going into this uh, big WrestleMania match. 
So uh, between those two, but why? Like, what are they going to do? That's first of all, Brock Lesnar is the worst person to get in the ring with. With Dean Ambrose said that. I mean, Brock Lesnar is not Brock, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is not going to. I feel like he's not going to work with the his opponent at all. Like you know, there's not there's never going to like Dean Ambrose had all this cool shit planned. Yep. And none of it happened. Yeah, but that's Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is still a little wet but, behind the but ears. But apparently, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg are good friends. That's, so maybe they might be more willing to work together. Oh, what are they going to do it's that's different. so out of the box? It's Nothing. different. You know, it's different when, when the three of us get together to do a shot of wrestling. The chemistry is just flowing. Oh, you know thank what you. I'm saying? But when other people are joining us, sometimes it takes a while to get in the groove. Oh, that's and maybe that's, yeah. that's what Lesnar and... Ambrose match didn't deliver because they both are from different schools of wrestling. Mm. And, you know, maybe they just couldn't meet eye to eye. But Brock and Lesnar, I don't know. What's the Lesnar school of wrestling? Me, me, me? <laughs> Damn, like, like Orton did the move on him. He couldn't even sell the move. Oh, I just, I could do without him. In other news? Kenny Dykstra lost his day job due to missing work. That's a shame. And this comes at a time when he's not signed to a full-time talent contract. That sucks. Sources close to Dykstra say that he was given a cut from his nonprofit charity he worked for as a director, but sadly had been fired due to how much time he had to take off for being a wrestler for SmackDown. He's also taking it, he is taking it well, but is not mad since he did miss a lot of days of work. Kenny has felt that missing the work is trying to get, and is trying to get re-signed as well, live out his dream one more time, and it was all well worth it. Nothing official has been offered to him. At this point in time. So we'll see what happens. Kenny? Kenny! You know, sooner or later we'll probably be reporting that... uh, He's been released? Michael J. Putty has recently lost his job for devoting so much time to a shot of wrestling. At least within the next 10 weeks. (laughs) Well, who knows? In other news. Well, who doesn't love a good old women's tournament? New details are emerging that the rumored women's tournament coming to the WWE Network... Brought to you first here on the Shutter That's right. We broke the news. Now, PW Insider says that WWE is tentatively calling the tournament the Women's Classic. And plans are to begin filming in early 2017 at Full Sail Live, where NXT tapes and the CWC was held. The venue hasn't been reserved for specific dates, and some talent WWE plans to use... Reportedly, we're told to report to the Performance Center during the first week of January. There are several uh, performers who've received extended tryouts in the past have been contacted. Specific references include former Shikara Grand Champion Kimberly, Heidi Lovelace, Nixon Noel, and Evie. NXT talent. Ooh, Evie. Evie. NXT talents such as Diana Purazu or uh, Rachel Ellering. Any relation? Are to Paul, Paul Ellering? Yeah. yeah, no. Are also being discussed, although no confirmation and that anyone has signed for this tournament as of yet. Um, I would like to throw another name in the hat for her little cameo this past week on Monday Night Raw. Tess Blanchard would be a great woman to feature. Any relation? To Terry Blanchard? Tully? Yeah. Relation. Great. In other news? Anthem Sports and Entertainment Corp. and Billy Corgan today announced that they have completed an agreement to resolve his litigation against Impact Ventures, parent company of TNA Impact. Anthem. Billy Corgan got screwed. Got screwed yeah. in this deal. Anthem. 
has his loan to Impact Ventures on undisclosed terms and has dismissed his proceedings against Impact Ventures and T- Impact Wrestling. Corgan says, and I quote, I'm pleased that an agreement is now in place that allows wrestling operations to continue. This bullshit. For my interest from the start was to provide support to be material or creative to such a great roster and crew. Horrible. And as I plan on continuing in the business of pro wrestling, I look forward to seeing where Anthem's leadership takes the company in 2017, and I wish them the best. My BS meter just went off. In other news. Pretty much. Like, who wrote that statement for him? And how yeah. much was he getting paid to say that? Billy Corgan recently got pushed out of the deal um, by Dixie Carter, as we recall. And, and yeah, there was a big litigation. Fuck that. Another TNA star, former TNA star, Austin Aries, remains on the injury shelf following a kick to the face he received from Shinsuke Nakamura. In the face. During an NXT live event, he now has a titanium plate in his face. Jesus, that was it some was, kick. Like yep. his socket was uh, his Strong eyes style. was pretty much hang, like slown shut. Wow. Horrible. Aries updated his Twitter followers on his injury. Permanent foreign object, temporary setback. Every cloud has a titanium lining. Hmm. Hmm. But you didn't have to wait long because the 205, you saw a little bit of Austin Aries returning. Oh, yeah? Awesome. Yeah, the three. it was a three-man booth. We reported previously that it was going to be Corey Graves and Mauro Ronaldo. But this week, we noticed that uh, Austin Aries is probably going to be a new feature, a new fixture in the cruiserweight division when he returns. Great. Awesome. Oh, the distaste in the voice's face. You don't like that? No, it's, I mean, well, it, it sounds like he's coming back pretty quick from having a fucking broken face and his eye almost fell out of his socket. Take a couple months off, man. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he's coming back in, in a com- the capacity of a commentator. Okay. So he... He's keep just, his name out there in face. Yeah, he's trying to keep his name out there. Jesus. I def- definitely think he's going to be a... Once he's ready, he's probably going to be the face of the cruiserweight division. Oh, oh great. <laughs> exactly. Guys, guys that's, gotta- that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> like if you could see the voice's expression, right? Like really, could we give this guy something? The, that's like the best. He's like winning no. a championship at WrestleMania. It's it's, it's right. on par. The guy with the broken face is going to be the face of the sh- of the uh, company. <laughs> no, yeah, that that now that's a storyline to follow. That is. Yeah. In other news, breaking today, Wednesday, two time, two time WWE Hall of Famer. And 16-time World Heavyweight Champion, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, signed a brand new contract with the WWE. Mm. Flair has not been used on a regular basis on screen since May of 2016 when his real-life daughter, Charlotte, told Ric to quit joining her at ringside. The Nature Boy turned TV during this past Monday's episode of Raw when he came down the ring to calculate shots, blah, 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 spoiler alert. Yeah, we remember. That was a real dark moment when she did that. Recently, oh, yeah. when she sent him I, I, off, felt a little weird, a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I was you know? very like, uncomfortable. Like that was your dad. Yeah, make sure that was uncomfortable. I mean, that is your dad. Right. <laughs> Recently, Rick had been hosting a weekly radio podcast through MLW Radio. No word yet on the status of the show. If you wait ten weeks, maybe I can host it. In other news. There you go. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of in the news. But what? News uh, topic. What what news segment could could go off without going to the voice and off the ropes? Why are we doing this? Why? Because the voice should not just be limited 
to the world of professional wrestling, <laughs> Why is that? his mind would be wasted. Because? Because? Why? He's a man of a thousand opinions. That's right. Hmm. So let's it. challenge him. Let, let's get some of those opinions out, boy. Oh, you're a big sports guy. Breaking news tonight. We're doing a show on Wednesday. Breaking news. Uh-oh. Connor McGregor was just issued a boxing license in the state of California. What? He's still under contract to the UFC, so booking a boxing match may have some complications. However, now the rumors have been ignited. McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Is that something you want to see? <laughs> um, I guess it is something that I would want to see because obviously it, it, you know, it would be Floyd Mayweather, you know, who's this crazy talented boxer versus Conor McGregor, who's also a, a crazy talented fighter. Um, he's a fighter, not a boxer. Like he can't, like, doesn't Floyd Mayweather have the advantage here? Of course, Floyd Mayweather has the advantage. Floyd would never step into the octagon. That's why Conor McGregor is getting his boxing license. Mm-hmm. Floyd is smart. Floyd doesn't want anything to do with that uh, octagon. He could he could step into the octagon because it's MMA, mixed martial arts. But Floyd wants to pick the proper venue and the proper uh, you know proper uh, technique to fight Conor McGregor on his own terms. So while I do want to see it, that's also why I don't want to see it because Floyd is pu- putting himself in a situation where he has nothing to lose. So this undefeated streak. He has nothing to lose. He's 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 choosing the place on his own terms. Mm-hmm. It's a boxing match. It's not an MMA match. An MMA match would be cool because now now you get to solve now you get to solve the riddle. What would one of the greatest fighters ever do in an octagon in an MMA setting? Or how about you like compromise kickboxing? No, I don't think he's ever thrown a kick in his life. <laughs> But I, but I think the true, the, the the best setting is is to put him in the octagon, and Floyd would never agree to that. Floyd years ago had a had a a tiff uh, back and forth with Chuck Liddell over the same thing. Mm-hmm. Floyd was taking a shit on the UFC on the UFC guys, and Chuck Liddell was like, "Well, step into the ring. We see, you know, step into the octagon with us. We'll see, you know, who's full, who's full of shit and who ain't, you know." And of course, Floyd didn't do it. But Floyd's doing this because there's money on the table. You know, and it's a fight that he's probably going to win. So, do you see it actually happening, though? Yeah, of course. Yeah, Conor McGregor, money. Conor McGregor, they're both going to get paid. Mm-hmm. More, all, more money, more money. The biggest payday. It's more money than Con- Conor, Conor McGregor is going to get paid more money for this fight against Floyd Mayweather than he ever would for any UFC fight. But if he loses, does that hurt him at all? No, it doesn't because he'd be losing. He'd be losing to one of the greatest fighters of all time and, and one of the greatest fighters' technique. It's by the way. It's okay. Wins? It's okay to lose to one of the goats. What if he wins? If he wins, right? Exactly. If he <laughs> wins, that would be one of the greatest upset victories of all time. I mean, I don't, and second, I don't think second to Donald Trump, huh? Second to Donald Trump, it, it'd be up there. Speaking of Donald Trump, yeah, that's... we've had this conversation in private. Let's hear publicly your thoughts on the fallout of this election. Um, I th- I think it was a rude awakening for minorities and women across the country. You know, um, a minority like myself thought that you know there were more enlightened white people. You know, there were enough enlightened white people in this country to get Hillary Clinton elected. And uh, everyone thought that. Yeah. In a sense, in a sense, I was correct because she is currently beating him. By 2.25 million votes. Well, that's not true because all those people are illegally voted. <laughs> yeah, and that's, a load, and that's a load. And that's a load. That's a load of bullshit. Saying. That's a load of bullshit. That some fucking 
<laughs> alt-right asshole has been, has been pushing forward with no factual evidence. Voter fraud's a complete lie. You know, so you know it's 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 a bummer, man. I mean, he's getting smoked in the fucking popular election, but he's got this antiquated system that's in place that could get him elected. You know, the bottom line is that you know there's some listeners to this podcast that may not agree with this, but the bottom line is there should be no electoral college. Mm-hmm. You know, the detractors to what I the detractors to my opinion will say, oh, but you know there needs to be some balance. You know, there needs to be some equation. If it wasn't for the electoral college, then California and New York would uh, nominate the president. Yeah, so, so it's not really true because. We- Counting the popular vote, no, no state individually be counted. The popular right. vote in general, right? So what's the problem? No, what's, what's the problem then? The news channels have to wait three days to get the results. I mean, it's, it, I mean, it's it's all ridiculous. And and, and 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 to take on that point of you know it'd be taking away the voice from the fucking rural rural countries. So fucking what? So fucking what? New York and California are superior to those countries. Sorry, deal with it. What were you saying to me? Like how it. Any major science has been coming in the north, dude. Gentlemen, gentlemen, think of every every political, educational, scientific, mathematical, any advancement in this society, in this country, has not come from rural areas. It has not. It has it has come from your liberal enclaves. You know your liberal enclaves. You know entertainment, music. Does not come from rural fucking areas. Maybe Nashville, and that's a fucking city, and I guarantee you they voted fucking Democrat without even looking at the fucking demographics. I would like to see what a place like Nashville and Memphis voted, what Music City voted. But the bottom line is Hollywood, New York City, the financial centers, the political elites, the intellectual elites, they don't exist in fucking Wyoming, in Texas, in Louisiana. Was Hillary Clinton investing in... in and promoting herself out there in these kinds of states, though? I don't know. I mean, did she... Did, I don't think she was. Did she put herself out there? Did she put herself out there in Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Florida and North Carolina? Well, the bottom line is, I don't I don't know if she did, but if she didn't, she's got to be fucking kicking herself. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's going to be... She's going to be ruining... She's going to be thinking about that until the day she dies. If she didn't pay enough attention to those areas. You also told me you think he's going to get a second term no matter what. Of course he's going to get a second really? term. Of course he's going to get a second term, man. You figure. Because, man, you don't understand. The, the, listen, only a minority understands the depravity of the white man. And that's who fucking elected this guy. Let, let, I mean, let, let's, let, let, let's, let's get this out there. All right? It, was, it wasn't liberal and light whites that got him elected. It was fucking backwards whites in North Carolina, in Florida, in, in, in Michigan Florida. and Wisconsin that got him elected. Backwards fucking whites that don't want women to have uh, that don't want have women to have freedom over their own bodies that want to fucking destroy unions that don't believe in science. That's the that those are the people holding us back. All right, it's not the it's not fucking California, and New York. The liberal the, the liberal centers in this country want to move us forward into the twenty first fucking century. All right, and it's these fucking it's these fucking people that, these people in the south and the rural areas that are holding us fucking back. Donald Trump wants to talk about, oh, we want to make burning flags unconstitutional. And you want to know something? Right. Burning the American flag is a bad idea. Yeah. They should be burning the fucking Confederate flag. Burn the fucking Confederate like flag and, every, and, everything, like and everything they stand for. I like that. Yeah, Erwin? Let me give you a little news to kind of calm down, Erwin, the voice over here. Uh, and then I'll let you rev him up again, Michael. Uh, Jennifer Aniston 
Yeah, I'm having the, the KO syndrome again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer Aniston confirms she's a member of the Mile High Club. Thoughts? Have you ever joined? Have you considered? Have you ever had the opportunity? Come on, I'm too big for that. Be fucking in that bathroom, man. <laughs> Every time I go to the bathroom on the plane, I think, how do people do it? It has to be a private plane. I mean, you can't do it yeah, on a commercial plane. Point. Yeah. Um, she's a fox. Uh, ever, I, I didn't think she was that hot until Horrible Bosses. Oh God! When she uh, went no brunette. Yeah. Oh my God! She was so fun. she was so smoking hot in Horrible Bosses. Yes, and I love she, that character. And in this Christmas party she, movie, I hope she's like that hot too. In real yeah. life. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> How Brad Pitt's got to be kicking himself now, huh? Yeah. Well, now, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, as soon as he got with Angelina Jolie, she started losing her shit and adopting all those fucking kids. Yeah, too skinny, Great. tattoos. Great. Great. Th- that's what that's what Brad Pitt signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he had a good thing going with Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. You notice how she ain't pregnant? She doesn't want to fuck up the chilling. party. Yeah, yeah she's chilling. chilling. She's chilling. Best friends with Jimmy Kimmel now. Yeah, he should have stuck around, man. He's sticking it. She's sticking it to her, man. Go sticking like, it to like, him. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Cody Rhodes says the best thing is success. Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. yeah. yeah. it's true. Bringing it back. And by the way, all of her movies since the divorce have kicked ass, and all of his haven't. None of his have. Brad Pitt's stock has gone down. Like, when it comes to his movies, what was the last good thing he did? Fight Club, nigga. Ever since then, well, he sucks. That was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. World War Z? Shit. Come on, now. <laughs> wow. This, this new one looks... Anyway. <clears throat> <laughs> My Miami Dolphins are the sixth seed. They face the Ravens this week. Ironically enough, the playoff started. They face the Ravens as well. Your skins oh. are the sixth seed. How do you think we're going to do coming up in the uh, following weeks of the season? Um, that's a good question. I don't think – I think they're going to be in for a rude awakening. I think the Giants or the Skins are going to get screwed here because the Giants have another game against the Cowboys. They got another game against the Eagles. The Skins got another game against the Giants. The Skins got another game against the Eagles. Um, you know, the, these are two teams that will find a way to mess it up. Yeah. Um, as far as the, the Redskins go, like Kirk Cousins, you call him Kissing Cousins or Second Cousins? Second, my my Second Cousins. <laughs> yeah. We're Second Cousins. Me and John had an argument about that. Um, it's incredible because he's it's he's living up to his contract, man. He's been given he's been given the Redskins gem after gem after gem. He put up nearly 500 yards against the Cowboys, 300 touchdowns, and they keep squandering it. Cowboys. Not the Cowboys. The Redskins drafted RG3. Everyone's like, you're going to draft another quarterback? And look, look what happened. And they had to. Yep. And it turns out that he was a baller the entire time. And it's good because I was I was always a fan of Kirk Cousins, even when he was struggling a little bit. And he turned he turned his thing around. Nice. He turned he turned it around, and, uh, you know, he's living up to the terms of his contract. Hopefully the defense can get it together, and they win a couple ball games. Ram, um, Rams. Browns. Broncos. <laughs> Jets all have been thrown in the mix for a potential landing spot next season for Tony Romo. What do you see his future holds? Um, it all depends on who his offensive line is. Like, I don't know which. Don't go to Cleveland because that offensive line sucks. So do you see him leaving Dallas? Yes, I, it, it's time because the new guy, the new guy, got the job. It's yeah. obvious. I mean, Jerry Jones ain't going to go back to Tony Romo. He's gracefully taken. Um, Tony has gracefully taken a backseat. He hasn't made it weird. Thank God. I think he's a good dude. 
Um, he could do two, yeah. If I were him, I would I would go go to L.A. or go to New York. Don't go to fucking Denver where it's cold as fuck. Denver was his number one choice. I heard you're not gonna live up to Peyton Manning's shadow. Nobody is, you know, and, and or John Elway. Nope, nobody is, and that is something that you have to deal with as a quarterback. And I think for Tony, and I think also, you know, the problem is the team's got to what the team has to worry about with Tony Romo is he is brittle at this point. He's been playing for a long time. He's taking a lot of hits, and the next big hit he's gonna take, he's gonna have an injury. It's, you better have a good backup quarterback with him. Finally. You're big on celebrity deaths on Facebook. <laughs> In hell. There's been many celebrity deaths this year. Big, big celebrity deaths this year, especially last weekend. El Maximo Lidel. Uh, yes. What was your favorite this year? My favorite? Uh... The In hell moment that hit him home with. <laughs> I think my favorite, the one that I enjoyed the most was Mr. Fuji. Okay. Mr. Fuji's inhale, my obituary for Mr. Ho- Mr. Fuji. It, it was great because I was able to, I was able to, because he was involved in wrestling, I was able to get creative with that one. I, I, I went up, I remember that the dust in his eyes. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the ceremonial salt in his eyes. I was able to go outside of the box with Mr. Fuji, and uh, I was able to, to do great with that. My most disappointing one, all right, while, while Mr. What, no, well, while Mr. Fuji, while Mr. Fuji was my favorite, my most disappointing one in the sense that I thought it was awesome, like I thought it was really funny, but it didn't go anywhere. Like no, it didn't click with anybody. It was morally safer from sixty minutes. Oh yeah, that was this year. Yeah, like I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought my obituary for morally safer was really funny, but no one, you know, it's one of those things where no one got into it, man. I probably Brady liked News, it. The guy who invented the Big Mac recently passed away at, at age uh, 82, 82? 80 something. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I need to, I need a little time to do my research, conceive of some jokes. Let's get to take a break. Right? No, <laughs> no, too soon, too soon. And then I'll uh, and then I'll hit him tomorrow. Okay. But I, I did. Love... I'm writing the show, by the way. I, you don't tell me to. Oh, go you don't like it, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I did. I did love. Uh, you know, Fidel Castro was a monumental one. I, that was a weird one for me because it's like I didn't want to get too preachy I, I could have I could have easily gotten mm-hmm. preachy with that one so I decided to keep it keep it funny and just keep it with and you signed Martha Kennedy so it was nice yeah, yeah I, I, I even got I even got a sideburn on Ted on Ted Kennedy he deserves it that was a uh, wicked barn <laughs> nope, I, got, I worked out I need to work on that one alright so while we replenish our drinks let's go on break come back with Ron Smackdown cheers and heels yeah Now, and I listen and learn the true star, and I'm finally getting my turn. Took my L, burnt my spot. I'ma be here for a minute, sunny boy, if you like it or not. Why you think about chicks and whips? I'm on a yacht, though, laid back, sun in my face, just like Pablo. A Tony Montana, the world is mine. Ain't a cloud in the sky that can stop my shine. I love it. I done came from the grime and grit. Now I'm on top, shining on some rhyme and shit. When you think about me, you think of the best, like a full-length mink or a new Corvette. Yes, when I spit, consider the mess about my past. Six digits, nothing less. You think of Jackie O, you think of success. Success, success. I'm all grown up now. Gonna show this world how a woman takes on it all. Watch the old guard fall. I'm ready for the world to come to me. Everyone 
so cheap flow got to go took my setbacks got knocked out but i ain't sweat that trying to lean back count chips and get my greenbacks take a loss but baby back like who the boss i'ma show you how to floss in that box to pour never thought it'd be this way huh till i made it on been got my money right fame's what i waited on for years i've been hating on spit on and kicked on ain't nobody stopping my flow i'ma let you know baby girl a big show Rise and fall, one blink of the eye, surprise, you can't take the song. See life try to do me, snuff me, one, two me. Industry is shady, family trying to sue me, that's the life I live. Try to shush me, I come back strong. Stay on top and last for long. All grown up now, gonna show this world how a woman takes on it all. And watch the old guard fall, I'm ready for the world to come to me. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. So fitting that uh, we come back with Nia Jax. We're not like most girls because. It felt like Monday Night Raw was about most girls except Nia Jax. Sasha Banks and uh, Charlotte just had a rain so on Monday Night Raw. another episode of Raw then. I mean, the women's division got built really strong this past week. I will say this is probably one of the better episodes of Raw in a long time. Wow. Do you have cheers and heels this week? Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, let's get them started while we're talking about most girls. Um, but what did you think about uh, the Alicia, the, um, I'm sorry, the Charlotte the, the and Alicia Sasha? Uh, you want me to start this? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I cheers that woman's match. It's Part mo- one or part two? It was the only match. Uh, it was way better than their fucking shitty Hall, uh, Hell in a Cell match. Oh, the finish was cool. That was I a think- u- unique finish that was pretty interesting and awesome. It was... Too bad, oh, the, sure. I, I, too bad I felt like the announcers kind of botched it up because there was like no build on the announced team over the fact that it was a, a bank statement until the bell yeah, already right. rung. Oh. And it was like, whoa, she won with a bank statement. And I was like, just, is that what that was? Especially as Green Man. Imagine being in that section, one. I remember she, she also, after the fact, she kind of fell back and landed in a guy's lap. Oh. Yeah. Imagine being that guy. <laughs> A fucking women's been, champion sitting in my lap. What the fuck do I do? Don't get, don't get hard. Don't get hard. Don't get hard. Don't get hard. Don't Um. Yeah. If I, mean, I was a. <laughs> yeah. I just. I got. A, that was a great match. Saved the whole show. 
Like I said, one of the better matches I've seen between those two in a long time. But I guess the heel, it's, you know, her winning on Raw again. Oh, I've seen it before. Yeah, three times now. Um, this has been billed as the ending of this feud. So I want, I'm curious, maybe this will actually lead to a legitimate title run now. And so. not, not at Roadblock, it's Charlotte continues her streak and wins the title back. I just uh, hope this does something because every time Sasha Banks wins it on Raw, she loses the next pay per view. So I'm hoping this leads. Friendly amendment to your heel because there's a few more things I think you you should add to this. Heels on Raw? No, just on this down. on this particular match. I think it was a weak ass moonsault off the announce table. I thought it looked really cool, but the cool. fact that Sasha didn't catch her, it's, also, it's hard to do that because you see she over rotated. She's ready to land on her feet. But you can't. Yeah, but it doesn't look like time. like it connected, and that was the same problem with her moonsault the last time she did it in the ring. I'll tell you something. Every time I see, every week, Charlotte's getting hotter and hotter. I don't know why. Yeah, it's because she's top heavy, like we mentioned before. My favorite part of heavy. <laughs> Erwin, any raw cheers or heels? Yeah, I'm heavy everywhere. <laughs> uh, no, I, I bailed on Raw. I don't have any cheers or heels. Oh, I guess that, that's smart, the biggest heel. Smart Raw itself. Smart move, yeah. Uh, Spoiler alert, you're not missing much. Well, let me tag on Michael J. Putty's cheer because I thought the build to the women's match towards the end was really nice. Yeah, I didn't like, like the fact that they um, canceled the first match. I was disappointed. Then the well, match they didn't cancel. The, the match went from, whatever, yeah. from beginning to end. Charlotte won by via count out, but Mick Foley came back and said, you know, this match, your rivalry should not end on a count out. We're going to restart this match and we're going to make it false count anywhere. No disqualification. We're going to put it in the main event slot. So it did have a beginning and an ending. And I thought it was a great build because this is the second time these two women have headlined Monday Night Raw. And the first time they got heavily promoted as main eventing Monday Night Raw. And now this time, it was just a different way, a new refresh for this rivalry to come on last on the show. That's an advancement. Yeah. I uh, got a heel. The WWE Universe. Now, you have to agree with me this on this one, Erwin. You're a married man. I'm a married man. So... I'm a, um, no. But maybe as a gentleman... I'm a single... As maybe maybe as a gentleman, yeah. Michael J. Putty, you will also agree with this. But we got to heal the WWE Universe for not supporting Rusev. He is the most oh. outstanding face in the WWE roster. Yet gets so disrespected, gets booed every time he comes into arena. Green Man pulling kayfabe. And, and he, he gets so much heat every time he comes against a fan favorite. Why? Why? His last two grudge matches, one was against uh, uh, Ro- Roman Reigns when he was trying to defend the honor of his wife because his, his wedding was interfered by the disruption of Roman Reigns. One of Erwin's favorite moments. And then now he's defending her honor because um, this little jackass decided to walk around naked and, 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 and be naked in front of his wife. Speaking of one, Enzo Amore. This is a stand-up guy right here. He didn't There's decide, no reason to boo this guy. He didn't decide, He's my idol. He didn't decide to be naked in front of his wife. Cass locked him out of the locker room. That's a prank. So he didn't choose to walk around naked. It was just, you know, whatever. Does he get booed? No, isn't that a result of how effective of a heel he is? Like, he's doing so good. Like, he's he's upholding his wife's honor. 
Right. If some if if, if Michael J. Putty decided to walk up naked to your wife, wouldn't you be like, Mike, what the fuck? And push him away? You Once know? again, I didn't, I didn't. He didn't walk up to Lana. Lana walked up to him because they were. He was walking around backstage. Nah, Ru- Rusev's not going to get the crowd to turn on him and start cheering for him because of two moments. He's a dick. <laughs> that, he that's says, a, he, I mean, it's, he's kicking people's ass. Yeah, that's his, his wife, shtick. Which I think it's awesome. He kicked Enzo Mori's in the balls. The best ball sell all year. <laughs> Even better than Brock Lesnar's. <laughs> I was saying that. Like, why piss him off before you're facing a match against him? And the announcers caught on that. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm healing the WWE universe. I'm, I'm sorry to say that I'm disappointed that you boys don't agree with me. I don't know. But, I, no, uh, I, I don't. I, I don't know if I disagree with you. I just feel like you know the booze become the booze come from Rusev doing a tremendous job as a heel. That's what he wants. I'm so confused. Still real to me. Damn it, mm. Michael J. What you got? I'm gonna cheers that pretty damn sweet pedigree on top of the car. Deliberate. Shut up! Stop. Um, cheers. Yeah. He took that. Jericho took that like a fucking champ. That was a beautifully executed pedigree. Bullshit. I have to disagree. All right. I don't care. Um, <laughs> First of all. I'm also going to cheers that bar fight. Clearly, it wasn't in that bar. Clearly, it was backstage somewhere in the arena. Mm-hmm. That's not my problem there. No, uh, I think it was at a bar. No, it wasn't. Uh, no, it was at a bar. But no, it was. Yeah, with a Seamus. Seamus sucks. But the bar fight was cool because now I've seen a bar fight. A backstage brawl that resulted in a finishing move on a car. Whoa, 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 what are we doing here? It's fucking the attitude error? It's the attitude error, right? Yeah. Raw, you <laughs> suck. And so Amari last week walking around yeah. naked. Do more stuff like this because it kind of won me over. It was kind of reminiscent. It was like, all right, I don't see this stuff on SmackDown. So you're an attitude error guy, huh? Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, the attitude error was kind of as, awesome. As he's wearing a Degeneration X shirt. Yeah. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, I like the those two moments in the same episode kind of threw me back to the good old days. And maybe you didn't like those moments themselves, but it threw me back to what the better ever was. And I liked it. So instead of going into my next uh, raw cheer and heel, let me dissect your cheer and heel. First of all, there, there were two cheers. No. Oh, yeah. So let me dissect your two cheers. I got a heel left, though. <laughs> the pedigree on the car. Tonight. So um, Seth Rollins, pedigrees. Jericho on the roof of a car. But it was great the way Jericho took it. Oh, because people, you know, like you know this. You talked about the big four. Some people can't take a pedigree. You're right. And he took it perfectly on a car. I, I, I think the performance of the pedigree is. I'm not disputing that. The fact that it happened on top of a car. That was my the cheer. There, there's pedigree. certain things on a hood of a car that are fantastic. Roof of a car. When, when you think of a roof. roof of a car and moves that are perfect and iconic in my memory, as I'm thinking back, I'm thinking about a rock bottom. On the roof of a car. It smacks. It makes a great sound. Both bodies hit hit it so hard that you hear that crushing noise, you know? Rock bottom. Awesome. The pedigree. It's even it, worse. It's a, it's a little soft. No, it's you, even you, worse. The You're, impact is on your knees. That guy's knees are fucking crashing and, in. And what the, kind of car rock, did they go The rock on? can put his hands down, blunt it. Seth Rollins can't block his about knees. sound, imagery, full blown, you know? Full blown on his knees. The repaired knees, by the way. Give him credit for doing well, that. Well, yeah, well, if he's not testing his knees nowadays. 
Um, so that's why I just think it's not the best move on top of the car. It could have been something else, something better. A curb stomp on top of the car would have been awesome. Not wouldn't, wouldn't, awesome. Wouldn't the same effect. Or on the windshield of that car. Windshield, yeah. Sick. Roof. Talk sick. about the attitude era coming back, baby. Right, because then you have the gla- <laughs> and then you have the windshield breaking yeah. and that adds to the uh, the aura yes. of it all. Yes. That would have been hot. I wanted to see the windshield break. He threw a freaking guardrail at the back of a car. The windshield did not shatter. You know, like those, how? you know those windows are hard. What's going on? That's the type of car you need to get. Talk about turning in your lease about with your Chrysler 300. Get, get, get a tank like this Ford Explorer that did not break in this segment. I think it was a 2005. Let me dissect the other part of your cheer. The bar fight with Cesaro and Sheamus. Which started off very gimmicky for me. I didn't, I didn't like that part. The whole thing was gimmicky, yeah. But I thought it ended very well. Um, and everybody involved um, from Seamus, uh, Cesaro, Tess Blanchard. It's still hard for her, don't you? Oh, oh my God. It's like so the third time you mentioned her today. I love Plus Instagram. She's freaking hot. Not only is she hot, she, she's dating my future boy when he debuts in the WWE. Never big, biggest pop, which will be Ricochet. The only thing also p- known as uh, Prince Puma from just, Lucha Underground. I just cheered this segment, but the only problem I had with whole, obviously because it was it was backstage, it was pre-taped, but all the Guinness were perfectly poured, <laughs> <laughs> which never happens. <laughs> never happens. Yeah. After the, after the fights, like three she- Guinness perfectly poured. He's just fucking handing Whoa, out. Like, come on, Seamus. Seamus is from Ireland. Of course, he could pour a perfect glass, a pint of. But he, he didn't pour it in a sit, bar fight. Just sitting there. No, he he poured it like in in no, less I, than a second. He, he, he poured two glasses, two pints of, of Guinness, perfectly no, for him and Cesaro. The other great thing I liked about the bar fight is you saw the future of the NXT roster Tess in that Bla- room. Tess Blanchard in that room, not just Tess Blanchard, but a lot of other indie guys who were performers. You know, we go back into saying uh, CM Punk was the guy who walked in WrestleMania 22. Uh, as one of those guys holding the Tommy gun for John Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, Dean Ambrose was also one of those backstage guys for a while. This bar fight, if you go back, we're going to start picking people who are part of the NXT roster in the future. So that's what I like. Congratulations to Rich Swan, who ended up going all the way, not just a Monday Night Raw, but our boy Larry Legend must be going crazy because a Baltimore boy, his comrade, made it to be Cruiserweight Champion at 205 Live. The prestigious air quotes Cruiserweight Champion. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. That's one of my cheers. My last heel, Mick Foley. Eh, enough said. <laughs> what did Mick Foley do to you? It just, it's, he's played out. We talked about the last couple of weeks. The screaming, the yelling. I mean, he, even his teeth didn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> just throw his teeth out of his mouth. <laughs> We all knew he had dentures. Yeah. But if you didn't know, during this segment of Monday a, Night it was Raw. A great save. Because he just fucking, like, like nothing had happened. It was a nice save. His teeth fell out of his mouth. Played it off Boys. well. It was just, he's just yelling and, like, the passion is like, oh, I got it. I get it. I'm done. <laughs> Give me a new general manager. <laughs> but what a, what a great timing for his teeth to come out, though, during a passionate yeah. promo. If it couldn't totally does that. Starts screaming every promo he does is screaming and yelling about his passion and what he did twenty years ago. He should because he's great, legend, he's great. awesome. Yeah, I don't even see it every week. He's yeah. beaten it to death. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, like a dead horse. Well, that's I all have, I got for Ross. So I have to it. agree with you, my friend. Um, 
I didn't like the McFoley um, interference, but I do like that this, like, it turned on me because I didn't like the way that he's always doing this passionate promo. But then the fact that Sammy Lame is getting actually the attention also. Braun Strowman is also tied into this storyline. These are two guys who would have gotten lost in the shuffle. So for Sammy Lane and Braun Strowman to be actually having a storyline that Sammy Lane is getting bulldozed by Braun Strowman and Mick Foley is trying to defend him and he's trying to stand up for himself. It's a great storyline. I enjoy it. Cool. So that ends my Raw and SmackDown. Erwin, anything else to add? Uh, my raw, I guess my one raw heel, and this is over the last few months, would just be Roman Reigns just not being funny anymore. I think that was a big mistake. Mm. It's just kept it funny with that with that whole Rusev feud. He was, yeah, was talk great. about that. Yeah, he was funny, man, and he was going in the right direction, and then they made him boring again. He's doing a lot more. Like I feel like he's getting into his groove. I liked his. Uh, it didn't make it into my raw, raw cheer or heel, but. His promo this week with, on the highlight reel was really good. It it was with Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. He came up and talked some smack to both of them. He was able to hold his and own with those two. Hold, don't you agree, Michael Jake? He was able to hold his own. He held his own, but it was just it wasn't as cool as the Rusev put the meat back. You know, <laughs> <laughs> put the meat away. Put the meat away. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, he it was scripted. Like everything he said was scripted, but it didn't come off as as a script like he usually reads. So, I thought that was pretty cool. Now, Erwin, you haven't, you've kind of fallen off the wrestling un- universe for a while. I fell off wrestling, Why? man. Um, Roman Reigns not being funny was one of them. Okay. I thought he was being funny, and then they just departed from that, which was a bummer. Um, you mentioned the way he reads lines and being robotic. I've always felt he should hire a comedy writer. I guess now he should hire an acting coach. I think it would benefit him. Just Definitely help, yeah. Just become better at your craft, man. You better start becoming more professional and embrace it's it. the rock, yeah. Um, another reason that that I, I got off wrestling a little bit was how they treated uh, Naomi in the um, in the whole Divas battle and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. You, know, you thought back. she should have been the next up and coming? I don't know if the next up and coming, but I don't think she should have been the first one knocked out of that match. You agree with my wife because my wife last week mentioned... Uh, she saw Naomi in Total Diva. She was, she said, you know, when is she going to get a shot? Right. You know, she, I thought she was pretty way, athletic. Way past her time. She's well-deserved for it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's... She's not even Diva's champion. Everyone's a Diva's champion. I guess, like the man said, everyone's a Diva's champion. But let's talk about Naomi for a minute. She's got a better entrance than everybody. They make for her, sure. They make her come out third. And then follow, follow you know, after her is like three boring-ass entrances. She um is a better ass than anybody. She gets she gets eliminated in that match, and this is a couple months ago. I know it's old. I'm. Yeah, what pay was that? SummerSlam. When what? This match you're talking about? Maybe yeah. SummerSlam. SummerSlam yeah. It it turned me off, man. And she got knocked out by uh by uh N- Natalia. Yeah. You know, and that was early in the match, like N- Natalia and Carmella and and Nikki Bree and, and Nikki Bella. You know, I mean. She got not, Naomi got knocked out after that. Meanwhile, Naomi's doing more in the ring than they are. Yeah, you know, and then that just got me thinking in the whole, you know, thinking about like the way black superstars are treated. It's, it's like I don't, I'm not going to say they're squashed because they're not squashed because they're getting in these big matches. But you know, Michael J. Putty here suggested that they're maybe suppressed is a better word. 
I just feel like, like, come on, man. Like, give her, a, throw her a fucking bone. Like, she's, you know, I mean, she's better than Carmella. I understand that you want to give Carmella a push, but to, to leave Carmella as as the final, you know, as it, it's Carmella versus versus uh, Becky Lynch at the end of SummerSlam. I thought that was a bit much, man. Carmella just came on the scene. Give, give give the girl a push. Let me see what let me see what Naomi can do with the ball for a little bit. Obviously, the guy, obviously the bookers at uh, WWE disagree with me. They don't feel the same way. But it just kind of bothered me a little bit, man. I, it, it, it turned me off. Well, speaking of Carmella, let's move right into our SmackDown. Carmella. I'm sorry. Thank you. Let's go right into SmackDown. And uh, you let me know because I thought she did really well this past week. Uh, so let's catch up a little bit. I have a special message from John Cena. Because I just, I want to publicly apologize to you, John, for what I'm going to be doing to your girlfriend. Because this Sunday, in our no disqualification match, I'm going to pick up a chair. And I'm going to hit Nikki so hard in her chest that her own Bella twins are going to be popping out of her back. And actually, John... I'm going to be doing you a favor because I'm going to rearrange her face so bad that the last thing from her mind is going to be a wedding. So you're welcome for that. That's right. I saw perfection when she delivered that promo. That was great. Nice save. That was great. I I think she was doing amazing. Erwin, I mean, Carmella, you were just saying that she didn't deserve a shot. Naomi probably deserved that spot. But, I mean, with the kind of disses that she was dishing out this past week on SmackDown, that was one of my big cheers at the growth that this woman is doing. Bringing the reality into the ring. Thoughts? Over time, there's no denying that she's earned her spot. No denying it. All right. What brought you back? So you mentioned the things that put you away from the WWE universe. What brought you back? What what made you interested? Little by little. Uh, I, I, when I test them tonight, saying you want to do the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, what brought me back was uh, SmackDown when Alexa Bliss and uh, and uh, Becky Lynch, Lynch were uh, horsed around on the uh, on the top rope with the table beneath them. And, you know, it was so predictable. Like, I knew I knew Alexa, Alexa Bliss was going to do a reversal and throw her into the table and, and break the table. Yeah. Well, when it happened, I just... that that That's what sealed the deal for me. I'm going to... Uh, you know, it's it's TLC. Tables, ladders, chairs. I love it. Yeah. I, I love whenever somebody crashes through a table. It's fucking awesome. Whether it's Chris Farley or Becky Lynch. <laughs> you know, I'm all about it. I mean, we mentioned um, in previous episodes, and I'm sure you could also agree, that the after the draft... There's been a lot of opportunity for professional wrestlers to really um, get a shot, get some TV time. But maybe one of the reasons that the women, like Naomi, have not gotten a big shot is because the women's division is actually very dense. And on SmackDown, right. the women, it was a women's show. We saw Becky Lynch starting off at the top of the hour with her contract signing against Alexa Bliss. Then we saw them also getting a backstage segment with... Becky Balboa decided to come out again. Do you like when she, she neither she used it this week, but I'm no. just bringing it up. Well, the women's division in SmackDown, it's so good, like it's really entertaining. Yeah, 
I mean, they're they're doing great. I enjoyed it. Um, I, it was one of my uh, my cheers for SmackDown is how Becky Lynch. Uh, <laughs> she mentioned that she's like the honey badger. She was cursing left and right without cursing. So yeah, she but then she stopped it. Like, why because you, you know what she su- was wanting to say. I don't give up. That's right. She's like the bun. Alexa Bliss interrupted her. Yeah, she's like the honey badger, and she doesn't give a fuck. And then during her backstage segment, she mentioned to Renee Young that she doesn't care what that bitch had to say or something like to those words. Hmm. What do you got to say, Michael J? Cheers, heels. Uh, I have two cheers and a heel. Which one do you like to hear first? Give me a cheer. That pretty sweet stars clash. Nice. Uh, off the top rope, off the, the, the stairs. Uh, I saw his last time. going to come off. Or when he did, I don't know, you probably didn't see this, but uh, AJ Styles delivered a Styles Clash. James Ellsworth a couple weeks ago. James Ellsworth had his head tucked to his chin and his head, his neck almost got broke. AJ Styles was able to save it last minute. This time, everything went smooth, everything went clean. And it was just seeing him jump with another body attached to him. It was great. I liked it. He did not want to tuck his chin in on that one. No, like or the lack of chin that his he head has. His head was up Styles' ass in that point. Yeah. Push fullback. <laughs> uh, I got a heel. <clears throat> American Alpha. Wow, you're healing. I have no heel for SmackDown, by the way. That backstage interview. <laughs> They're lame. They're so lame. That, Stop man. it. That was very tough and rough to watch. They're so I, whack. It was no way. Very painful to watch. I cheered it. I don't see how you could cheer that their their comment that their mic presence is awful, their jokes, their lame commentary great. was not good. It was very very tough to watch that no. backstage interview with. I think American Alpha has grown so much not only in this promo by saying that Bray Wyatt cares about the whole world in his hands, oh while American Alpha cares about the tag team titles. I thought that was very fitting to what's going on. I thought it was great. And you they should, also remind me of American Gladiators. You should have seen, like I'm watching uh, Nitro and Gemini teaming up. You should have seen your face when I was reading your words of wrestling that was poorly written. That was my face watching the American <laughs> Alpha backstage interview. I got one more heel shame. up. I got cheers left. Shame. You want to take it? You want me to finish I mean, out here? I, I, I just have cheers. Also, let me Erwin, finish out. Do you have any cheers or heels? Um, for, Sm- for SmackDown? Uh, not really. I mean, just uh, Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. Um, I like I like the weird Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper love triangle yeah. that they got going on. Is he is, is he uh, you know fixing to destroy the Wyatt family? Is he really a believer? That's interesting. That that's that's cool to me. Yeah. And this Russell, what was his name? The chinless guy, James Ellsworth. <laughs> James Ellsworth. That looks like it's fun to watch. The, the it was. It was a story. It's very fun to watch. I'm over three it. months ago. I'm done. I, I hear this last week. No, it was going. And I can't it. believe. And I can't believe he made it to the intro of SmackDown. He's a full time. <laughs> like you see, you see AJ Styles, well, Dean member, Ambrose, every member of the Frank roster, Corbin, every member like of the roster, superstars. Then you see James Ellsworth. He's a superstar in SmackDown. Every superstar is on the intro. Going wrong. The Green Man wants to be a superstar. Put him on the intro for the next ten. For the next ten, some red boots, bro. (laughs) Shit, shit. I got one cheer left. You have a heel. Yeah, a cheer left. Oh, I got a cheer. Go for it. All right, I'm a cheer. JBL calling 
<laughs> the RKO post on the turnbuckle. The ultimate mannequin challenge. Hmm. Uh, probably fast forward that. Though. I nice. thought that was Good cool. One, yeah. That was cute. You know, don't, you see all social media doing mannequin challenges. Don't. That's awesome. Don't take cute. We're gonna we're gonna do one. We're gonna do one in the studio one day. Yeah, Let's one do day. one with Irwin. In eleven oh. weeks when the show's canceled. <laughs> What's your last year? Cheers. Stay for the best for the last, the Miz. Oh god. Uh the random facts, SmackDown, I like they post random facts during the entrance. This week, the Miz's facts listed his title reigns or whatever. However, the second fact listed, and I quote, The Miz, married to the most talented, successful, beautiful woman in the world. So you, you talked about this previously, how he, you like how he commented on his wife during promos. Yeah. And he fucking made it his entrance. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I like, to detail. I like the way they did that. It was nice. I like it. Well, Monday Night Raw delivered a 3.11 million viewers this past Monday. What's more amazing is that it maintained a three-plus million rating throughout all three hours. Plus, I think it was the highest-rated episode of Raw since the season started, NFL season started. Yeah, so I thought it, that was pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. SmackDown this week, during its TLC Go Home show, drew a 2.576 rating, up 71,000 million 71,000, not millions, just 71,000 viewers from this previous week. So I think both shows did pretty well this past week. Yeah. I'll call it a tie. So that leads us to the end, my friends. Take a break? Yeah, that sounds good, even though you shouldn't be sending me on breaks, but I'll let you have this one, kid. Yeah, because you don't like it, do you, fucking asshole? <laughs> I like sitting over here. Total, total, you watch Total Divas? 
So I think this was pretty good. I know that the bikini shoot we mentioned uh, one of the earlier episodes. Yeah, if you like the ladies, they definitely showed off a lot of bikinis. Uh, Brie Bella was actually wearing uh, like a bikini thong. Very nice. Very, very nice. Erwin, Nikki or Brie, who's your favorite Bella? Uh, I, um, I don't know. They kind of look alike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one's like slimmer. One's more curvier. One's hotter and one's not slimmer and curvier. Uh, yeah, John Cena's girlfriend, Daniel Bryan's wife. Uh, big tits, no tits. I guess big tits. There you go. Okay. Uh, he likes Nikki. Aww. but she's got an ass too. She's but after this, ass. this Sunday at TLC, her tits we pop right through her back. Oh. All right. That's so careful. Way, I don't uh, know. <laughs> fast forwarding to the end of the show. TLC live this Sunday, exclusively on the WWE Network. Kalisto versus Baron Corbin in a chairs match. These two will be. You don't. You don't. You don't do that. No. Right? You don't, no. 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 no just uh, Nikki Bella versus Carmella in a no disqualification. She, she Ross pay-per-views. You do SmackDown pay-per-views. I do Big Four. We do together. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, green man. <laughs> That's your role because you didn't want to do it every three weeks. <clears throat> Nikki Bella versus Carmella in a no disqualification match. This rivalry has gotten He's Slater versus Rhino defend against Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. The family is back together. The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship match in a championship in a ladder match. The awesomeness of the Becky Miz. Lynch versus Alexa Bliss for the oh. Women's Championship in a tables match. I think the second ever Women's Tables match. That's true. AJ oh, Styles versus Dean Ambrose for the World Championship in a tables, ladders, and chairs match. That card looks stacked on paper. Should deliver. Usually when it deliver, a card looks like it could deliver. It means it sucks. <laughs> Hoping this doesn't suck. It looks like it should deliver on all fronts. Every match looks top caliber. Wow. Looking forward to it this Sunday. Are you really? Yeah, not bad. It's some, some good matches. Nikki Bella versus Carmella. It's uh, no disqualification match. There's nothing coming of it, but it's been built nicely. Please don't burst Barry Corbin's play take match I'll take my shower during. <laughs> <laughs> Every match looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to it. Well, gentlemen, we've gotten to the end of the show. Any go-home thoughts? Thank you, Irv, for coming, mate. Oh, you always add something to the show. Oh, he added something. Um, glad to be of assistance, and uh, it's also good to be back. I'll start, I'll start watching uh, SmackDown again, and I'll put it on DVR right away when I get home. Yeah. Notice he didn't save Raw, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, oh, what, what a shame. Yeah. Maybe he'll watch a little 205 Live. Who knows? Yeah, no, well, no, no one's going to do that. He's getting canceled. You talk about this too on the show. Cruiserweights deserve their own show because they're not getting anywhere in Raw. They're building stories around there. And I, I think, think that's the good thing about 205 Live. You have uh, Alicia Fox, who's getting fancy with Cedric Alexander. You have uh, the return of Austin Aries into the Cruiserweight division. Uh, Rich Swan just became the Cruiserweight champion. I feel like this will actually give them the time to develop. To nothing. So the matches on Raw would actually be more exciting. Record this show at Full Sail University because that's the crowd who cares about this. The comic mm. crowd on a Raw, the comic crowd going to see SmackDown does not care. And so if you want to do 205 Live, do it at Full Sail University. I like your comment earlier. Just don't do it live. Yeah, don't do it live. Well, 
They fucking pushing back, talking smack an extra hour. Fuck that. We try not to stretch much this episode, but uh, if you are playing along with this week's drinking game, we said stretch or stretching two times. So uh, not that many shots of wrestling. Two times. <laughs> That's two a times. stretch. <laughs> Anything else, gentlemen? Parting words before we head off? I, I don't have your script in front of me. Let me try All right. Well, to be part of the conversation, follow us at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram or Shot of Wrestling on Twitter. No A for all your news updates. This show is from the fans and it's to the fans and it's your forum to discuss your thoughts. Have fun with it and who knows, your thoughts could be part of next week's show. For more information or to be a sponsor, email us at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com. So I'm going to throw it to my friend here who will probably be at the helm next week. Oh, yeah? Michael J. The show will sound better next week. It, it's so hard. So for Green Man and for Erwin, the voice, Escobar, the man of a thousand opinions, as you've heard half of them tonight, I'm Michael Day Party and Party Yo. Baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha 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 But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>